right, thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He is Mayor Trent Staggs. He's the mayor of Riverton, Utah, uh, but he's running for U.S. Senate out of that great state. Uh, Trent, good to see you again. How you doing? Hey, things are great. Thanks for having me on again, Joe. So you, we just talked about this a little bit. It's not just you running for the soon-to-be-vacated seat. Well, not vacated, but he's not going to run again, uh, by Mitt Romney. So that seat's going to be available. Is it a total of three that are vying for the seat? Yeah, we had a number of folks that had filed at the filing period in January 8th, but it really, uh, it's a race between three individuals, myself, and then two other two others that are more establishment. Um, you know, we've got one guy funded by anti-Trump uh, Romney donors, yeah. uh, kind of really colluded with him. And then the other one is uh, one of our congressmen that decided to, to switch over. And, you know, he was a Democrat for many years, and climate change seems to be his number one focus. Um, he supported the January 6th committee. He, uh, he also supported the impeachment inquiry of President Trump. And so that's really the race that we have. So although Mitt decided he's not seeking re-election, I, I like to tell people and remind him that he's very much still on the ballot with, yeah. uh, with these other two. It is uh, Trent Staggs. You can go and, uh, and support his candidacy, Trent, S-T-A-G-G-S dot com, TrentStaggs.com. I-, I haven't been to Utah, and I want to go. We're on the radio there, and certainly we're seeing on video there. Um, I-, I always got the feeling that it was a very morals-based state. It was a state that where values still you know, rang true. But yet I watched Judge Judy, and I don't know if you've seen this new Judy Justice show that she's doing. And for some reason, they seem to be pulling a lot of cases from Utah. And who's got blue hair? And who's got big, giant you know, uh, holes in in their ears and and who's you know living off of the dole and they're from utah so is there like here in texas where i am there's an influx of people from places like california because they voted in all the wrong people and california is basically broken so now they run to a state where it does work better like utah like florida like texas are you getting an influx of people like that or is there some sort of a, an internal push in utah to make people more woke they appear to be woke which i was surprised by yeah, it is surprising, but that that type of culture war is happening, Joe, across the country, as you mentioned, and I think it is a combination of the two. We have in-net migration now, people moving from out other states, particularly California, that has now outpaced natural births. I mean, I was just watching or reading an article about that uh, before we got on the show here. Um, now about 60-plus percent of all of our growth, our new growth, and we've been the fastest-growing state, I think, for the last decade in terms of population percentage growth. Uh, so a lot of that's right. coming from outside the state, and, and uh, sadly, they're 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 also importing their value system which is not um you know not really consistent with what we've historically had here in the great state of utah as you point out we're uh, very much a uh, high religious uh, state and right. also family family values and uh, we're seeing we're seeing that we're seeing really the breakdown of the culture i mean the Biden administration has wholly embraced wokeism that's something one of my platforms i want to have a separation between woke and state we need to stop funding these insidious ideologies that are so pervasive through military education systems many federal agencies and uh, unfortunately we're not immune to that in the great state of utah it's uh, Mayor Trent Staggs, Riverton, Utah. Go to TrentStaggs.com and support his candidacy for U.S. Senate out of that great state. So what do we do um, to make people who are showing up in Utah at, at high numbers or Texas or Florida or other states that are more free and certainly have a value system that works? How do we convince them, listen, you left that other place that was beautiful and had beaches and, and all the beautiful people are there and, and, and t- the topography there is incredible. You left there for a reason. Your state stinks because of how you voted there. Don't vote that way here. How do we make them understand the reasons they, they felt they were pushed out of their own state and why they should probably acclimate to Utah instead of trying to change Utah? Well, I mean, great question. And that's I know there's a lot of uh, conservative think tanks and uh, nonprofits that are really pursuing that question. And uh, some of them are doing a great job. I think media 
you know, with the generations that we have today, uh, they're so attuned to media and social yeah. media and being able to use that platform to educate people. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, organizations have done, I think, a great job. You, know, you think of PragerU, of, uh, of Turning Point and others. They are doing, yes. I mean, in fact, now they're claiming that the 18 to 34 year old cohort of males is more conservative now than at any other time. And so they're doing a good job pushing that messaging out. Uh, we have to be able to continue I think to continue to do that and and uh, just just be able to show that stark difference because when the truth is out there, uh, it's it's very it's very apparent that conservative conservatism and conservative values really went out. I think if we go issue to issue, most Americans do lean conservative, but we don't go issue to issue. The left is very good at making a conglomeration of, hey, look at all these things that and the Republicans are bad. Don't you want to be part of the good guys? And you're right. It does go through social, uh, through social media, big media, goes through big Hollywood, goes through big music, goes through big academia. And we have to try to combat that. It's not easy. It's Trent Sca- uh, Staggs. He is running for U.S. Senate out of the great state of Utah. You said that Romney's not running again, but he's still very much on the ballot. What does that mean? Who Who, who is Mitt Romney been? as a senator for Utah, because he was going to be the conservative guy, the very moralistic guy. He was going to vote the conservative <laughs> way, and he has been, he's been a pretty consistent maybe vote for the right, and he's been in the pocket of the left a lot. Joe, that's been the problem. That's why I'm running for this race, because I said enough is enough, why I'm going to replace Mitt Romney. I mean, when we came out back in May and announced the candidacy, um, we, we have a, a launch video that's still out there on X or Twitter and also our website. It's gotten over a million views. And we said, look, Mitt Romney promised one thing, did another. He said I would go ahead and stop illegal immigration. Now he wants to blame it on Trump. I mean, you see this the other day. He said he wants to uh, put us on a path to a balanced budget. He wants to go ahead and stop federal spending and overreach. And he wants to confirm conservative justices. It wasn't his record. When we started calling that out, he started at about 50% favorability. And then in late September, when he decided not to seek re-election, he was around 30% amongst Republicans. So we've done 50, 60 town halls across the state. We've reminded people of that record. Um, they're not happy with that. And that's what, what I'm hearing from Utahns is enough. We do not want to elect people that will just go back to D.C. and ingratiate themselves in this culture, um, this real swamp culture and become part of the establishment. We need somebody who's actually demonstrated the backbone to stand up to the establishment. And that's exactly what I've done. It's typified my 10 now going on 11 years in a local office uh, as a mayor. You know, I fought back. I say I'm on the front lines of fighting back against federal, state and county overreach. We've done it time and time again. Uh, and and that's what people want. And we, we just aren't getting that, unfortunately, from so many in elected office, especially at the federal level. It is uh, Trent Staggs. He is the Riverton, Utah um, mayor. He's running for U.S. Senate out of the great state of Utah. The people don't trust the Senate. We don't really trust the House. They allegedly had the purse strings, but they never seem to use the leverage that they have. But Nancy Pelosi, before she left, pushed a budget. And the Senate had, I think, 17 Republicans, including, I think, Romney, who voted for that budget. Basically gave the, gave the lame duck speaker the ability to set the agenda for a year where she wasn't going to be in leadership in the House of Representatives. Trent, it's going to take a lot to convince people that the Senate has a backbone. Right now, yeah. there are senators that are literally negotiating with Biden, the Biden administration, and with Chuck Schumer to throw a bunch of money at the border. Well, you don't need another dime at the border. Just take away Joe Biden's executive orders that ruin what Trump did. So how consistent will you be? Tell the people watching and listening in Utah and the country at large, are you going to be this guy that gets in line with people like Romney who said, yeah, 17, and we just want to go home for Christmas. Let's go ahead and pass Nancy Pelosi's budget. 
Not, not at all. Not at all. You know, I, this was very, my wife and I seriously contemplated whether to run. We knew there was going to be a lot of challenges. We knew the establishment was going to be in our face. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a foot soldier. I'm not going to just sit there and, and do the bidding of the establishment. Not at all because not on my watch. That's what I've said. Not on my watch. I've got a 14 year old son, 11 year old daughter. I see this country at the brink and it's because of these weak and feckless politicians. They've done just that. They've They've taken us to the brink and we need fighters that are going to go in there and and just stand up. And so I think when you look at the endorsements that I've received from Mark Levin and Charlie Kirk and Carrie Lake, I also uh, went out to D.C. the other week, picked up the endorsement of Senator Tommy Tuberville, which was very important. And I think yeah. we have more coming. You know, these I, I do that and I signal that to folks. This is the type of senator that I'm going to be. I want to work with people like Senator Tuberville and hopefully Carrie Lake as she gets in there. And then also Mike Lee, our great senator from the state of Utah, that we have we have a good core of America first, you know, hold the line, push back against the establishment Republicans in the Senate. I think we're going to get more. I would be a great addition there as well. And so when we get to that critical mass, watch out, Joe, we're going to be able to finally effectuate the change that we so desperately need in this country. And that's why I'm doing this. We need to fight with all all of our might to get there and get this done. I want people watching and listening to understand. Uh, you said Carrie Lake. You said Mark Levin. I don't know if you mentioned, but you told me beforehand, Cash Patel is is backing yes. you. Richard Grinnell is backing you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so you've got the Trump circle. That. They, they are they are supporting you. I'm guessing at some point you'll have a conversation. Do you know how that works? Because now Mitt Romney, you know, played the game. He hated Trump. He loved Trump. He took Trump's money in 12. Then he hated Trump, didn't want him to become the president in 16. Then he wanted Trump's help to become the senator, which he got. And, and I think that Trump has learned a lesson about Utah. So what's it going to take to have a conversation with him? Because if you get his backing, that's going to be a big deal. I believe so. I really believe that a Trump endorsement could win this race for us. Uh, I've expressed that to great patriots like Cash Patel and Rick Grinnell and the others that have endorsed me that are, yeah. like you say, close to President Trump. And, you know, we hope to have that opportunity soon enough to be able to sit down and demonstrate the fact that I have always been consistent. I've been a strong supporter of the president. Um, this is something that is not just whimsical for me. Um, I came out and actually endorsed President Trump last summer. I mean, straight away after we announced my candidacy and I've seen a couple of my opponents here, just one actually uh, main opponent that is now finally this past weekend endorsed President Trump. You know, I don't know what these people are waiting on. It took a while. Yeah. Well, they were, they were waiting to see if DeSantis was going to do anything, waiting to see if Nikki Haley would do anything. What's interesting yeah. about it is um, the Senate, again, it could it could go Republican. It could end up going into Republican hands. I pray it does. Um, and if it does, people just want you to do what you said that you would do. If you've got the House and you've got the Senate and God, you know, uh, hope to God that Trump wins again, you can yes. fix a lot of what went wrong over the past three years. It'll be four years by then. But you got to hit the ground and you got to you got to be you know willing to do it day one when you get in there. And if Mitch McConnell's still in leadership, Mitch McConnell is a uniparty guy. Mitch yeah. McConnell is a war hawk. Mitch McConnell is the guy that doesn't like Trump. How do you deal with that? Do you try to get him out of leadership? We do. I mean, it's, it's going to require new leadership. You know, candidly, I haven't been shy about saying that. Um, and the core group that I mentioned, I think, can come together and actually uh, create a new leader there. We've, I think it's important that we have that. We've got to be able to move in a new direction and we've got to be able to support President Trump. I mean, I, I pray as well that he ends up winning this race, but he's going to need a supporting cast. Right. And unfortunately, we've had people like Mitt Romney in there that have not been supportive at all. I mean, remember back in 2018 when he won, uh, he had an opportunity to help put up the border wall. He didn't do it. 
Right. He didn't do it. He was one of five, I think, Republicans that voted to confirm Secretary Mayorkas, right. who's been a complete disaster on this border. I mean, give me a break. That guy ought to be he should have been impeached long ago. Um, yeah, there's so many illegals. Our border is so wide open. Um, thank goodness for Texas for standing up the way that they're doing now. Yeah. But unfortunately, we've had far too many of these establishment types and neocons uh, that have been in the Senate. Uh, we, uh, we, we need to change. We absolutely need to change. TrentStags.com, S-T-A-G-G-S.com. Go and support his candidacy. He's running for U.S. Senate out of the great state of Utah. I was surprised the other night after New Hampshire, the exit polling show, New Hampshire voters, the top priority was the Republicans. The top priority was the border. New Hampshire is very far away from the southern border. In fact, it's a lot closer to Canada. Having said that, they're feeling the pain there. Are you feeling the pain in Utah? Is that a top issue in Utah? Is it, is it uh, employment? Is it, uh, is it the economy? Is it something else? Or is it the border? Uh, it, it's a very top issue. I would say top two. Okay. Uh, top two, three. I mean, it is, yes, every state, sadly, is now a border state. Um, you know, I met with the Salt Lake City field office director for ICE. He explained the problem to me. It's not just the southern border, but up there uh, towards Vermont, you know, by New Hampshire, you got 1,500 plus a day pouring through there, too. So 10 plus thousand at the southern border. But this is completely out of control. And they have well over 100, 150,000 active cases that they're pursuing in the state of Utah right now. As a mayor, I've seen a noticeable uptick in crime, um, all kinds of offenses, and sadly, Sadly, they reported that on average about two a day, they're deporting from county jails that have committed sexual assault in our state. And I just think this is a huge, huge issue. We've got to deal with it. Um, You know, we need to have a regular order port of entries uh, and and stop just shut down uh, this this massive influx, this invasion that's going on. And, you know, it's just sad federal government's not doing its job. Texas is absolutely right. I mean, Article four of the Constitution claims that this, the federal government will protect all the states from invasion. They're not doing it. The federal government is so much larger than our founders ever envisioned and doing so much more. I've been saying they're failing, utterly failing to do the few things that they're supposed to do that are delineated in Article 1, Section 8, largely the Constitution. Yeah, it's interesting. I was going to bring up uh, Article 4, Section 4, because there are a lot of people trying to argue that, A, the Supreme Court the other day said that Texas isn't allowed to put down any more razor wire. That's not true. The no. Supreme Court found that the injunction stopping Biden and the DHS from removing the razor wire could not stay in place while they, while they litigate the case. This, right. It had nothing. Texas immediately put down more razor wire. And you actually have idiot representatives from the San Antonio area where I live who are saying that Texas is going against the Supreme Court. That's not true. Supreme Court just said, yes, Biden can remove it if he wants to, but it doesn't stop Texas from putting it down. So at the end of the day, you believe as I do, you believe as Mike Lee does, that Texas does have the right and Utah does have the right to stop an invasion, which is exactly what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely have the right. In fact, they have the uh, the responsibility. If the, if the federal government is going to utterly fail like this, we need the states to be able to step up and be the backstop to a failed federal immigration policy. Um, I hope to get in there and be able to make these changes. There's a lot of issues with respect to immigration that I think could be sorted out quickly. Like you said, it doesn't require a whole lot of new money. I mean, right. Let's go back to the Trump policies that proved so effective. Border wall, remain in Mexico. Uh, the E-Verify provisions, I think, are very, very important. And sadly, yes. you have too many states, even like ours, that have gutted the E-Verify provision and allow anybody to be hired. And so that magnetizes illegal immigrants here, too. It needs to be addressed. It, well, it well the, the, the Senate deal they're talking about right now, Trent, as you probably know, is let's allow 5,000 a day. Anything over 5,000 will start enforcing. No. 
The, the answer is no. We've already had probably 10 to 12 million since Biden took office. It's Trent Staggs. Go to TrentStaggs.com. One last question. Why would the establishment party in, in Utah, the establishment Republicans back Nikki Haley when she has no path to, to the nomination? I don't understand. Why are they wasting their, their energy? I don't either. I don't know what this obsession is. It's uh, Mitt Romney-like in terms of the obsession yes. with President Trump. His policies worked. Um, let's let's go back to that. And uh, enough with picking apart the personality. Let's focus on the policies. And we need somebody very strong in that office. He had that level of strength. We didn't have these skirmishes and these wars across the world. We had two dollar or less gallon gasoline. You know, I'm all about energy dominance. I've been yes. saying because of my background, but uh, let's let's get back there. We we need to all coalesce around President Trump at this time. T r e n t s t a g g s dot com. Trent Staggs. He's the Riverton, um, uh, Utah uh, mayor right now, running for U.S. Senate. Trent, I wish you the very best. Let's do this again very soon. I want people to to remember your name and remember when they go to the polls who to vote for. Okay. Thank you so much. Absolutely, yeah. anytime, Joe. You're very welcome. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Trent Staggs coming on. It's S-T-A-G-G-S, T-R-E-N-T-S-T-A-G-G-S dot com. Go and support his candidacy. He's running for U.S. Senate out of the great state of Utah. And and again, it's a Republican seat now because of Mitt Romney. But Romney has voted with the left uh, more times than anybody in Utah wanted him to. And it's time to get somebody who's truly going to be a conservative. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Trent gets the endorsement of President Trump. I think he will. Because those in the Trump circle, including Kerry Lake and Richard Grinnell and Cash Patel and others, are supporting his candidacy. I'd like to see somebody get in there who's going to be conservative. We'll dig their heels in and say, we're not just going to vote for a Pelosi budget because we want to go home for Christmas or something. No, we're going to stay here and we're going to work it out. And I think that's probably who this guy is going to be. All right, next hour, it's going to be uh, Jonathan Tobin. He is the editor-in-chief of the Jewish News Syndicate, JNS.org. We're going to break down what's going on with Israel and Hamas. And also, can you say, well, some Jews are secular, some are non-secular, some are Israel, Israel separate from this. I mean, let's just spell it all out next hour and much more. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.